Veni, Veni, Venias, and welcome to our podcast. Hello, and welcome to Ask a Medievalist. I'm M, the Ask portion of our program, and joining me today, as always, is Dr. Jesse Noose. Hello! All right, so this is the fourth part of our small series on children. We had talked Yay. about birth and things that you do for your kids after birth, like put clothes on them. Yes. And <laughs> we talked about some of the different aspects of child rearing. And today we're going to talk about games. Yep. Which is fun. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. The funny thing is, of course, obviously children are a whole topic unto themselves, mm -hmm. as they should be. But in a lot of ways, one of the things we discussed every time is the extent to which people frequently somehow imagine that children weren't thought of in the same way in the past or weren't treated in the same way. Um, and one of the funny things I actually just read, huh, where was this? Um, probably on Slate or something like that. Anyway, um, a review of a book that just came out, I think, or anyway, the review was new, um, where it's one of those books where parents are like, people don't know how to raise children anymore. But if you go to this other country, they will show you how to raise your children, right? So there was like oh, a whole yes. thing about like France being how to raise children. Oh, uh, yeah, I read that one. Yeah. Before I had a child. It yes. Was <laughs> a lovely work of fiction. Yes. I right. mean, I, I'm sure that people in France have their own wonderful traditions, and they are genuinely able to get their children to eat vegetables and things. But the techniques didn't work for me. Right. <laughs> yes. Well, this is the point, right? So, um, or let's see, the tiger mom phenomenon, mm -hmm. right? So that was, you know, China or Asia generalized and stereotyped, of course, and many, which is the other problem, right? These stereotypes. So stereotypes in that case of sort of um, Asian American Parents, or Chinese American. Yeah. yeah. Push um, them to succeed. Right. So the model yeah. minority stereotype, um, the Paris, France stereotype, um, and I mean, I guess France as a whole, but it seems sort of Parisian. Anyway, I imagine is it's sort of based on, um, you know, the stereotype of like the French <laughs> get away with things or yeah, let their kids do whatever or yeah. You know, I mean, American don't care about their kids or be, something. Yeah, American parenting can be super overwhelming when you see people who are like, oh, I'm gonna enroll my six month old in swim lessons, and I'm going yes. to you know take my kids to a museum every weekend and what, you know, it's right. been easier in a sense because of the uh, pandemic. There's not that much you can do except right. go for a walk or go to the park or something. But um, yeah. there's this fantasy that there's a way in which you could have parenting not consume your entire life. Right. And it's easy. Like you don't sign your kid up for swim lessons right. and they have to figure amuse out themselves. what to do. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they have to amuse themselves. But at the yeah. same time, like we talked about with the toys being geared to like, this toy will improve your child's mind right. or whatever. It's the same like, oh, is my child going to fall behind? Because instead of signing him up for swim lessons, I just like sat on the sofa with him and watched, you know, a movie when he was six months old. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, you know, waitlisting your kid I think there was one for... about Germany, too. But Probably, yeah. I didn't read that one. Yeah. But like waitlisting your kid for whichever preschool before they're born 
stuff like yeah. that, you know? Yeah. Um, there are a few, there are at least a few law and orders that were created out of like people who murdered someone because to get their kid into the right kindergarten or something. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. So, oh my gosh. That feels like such a New York-y thing right. from here in the Midwest, at least. Like, the kindergarten that you go to is the one at the school in your district. Sorry, right. that's the option you get. <laughs> and of course, that's the point, right? That the the ways in which this happens. And obviously, yeah. on some level, um, there are huge issues surrounding this that have nothing to do with parenting, but of course, with class and race. So, um, you know, people get into Harvard or Yale because they're legacies, mm-hmm. you know, um, and that's going to happen no matter what. And that's also why they get into specific high schools or specific kindergartens, you know. Yeah. Um, so anyway, a so kindergarten yeah, so, legacy. <laughs> yes, I know. It is. Oh, you my know. God. But that's okay. why people go looking for other countries where they might not do this. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess the recent book that came out is some woman it's sort of more troubling in certain ways because she went to like certain um, indigenous places, you know, to live with certain tribes or stuff like this. And Oh boy. Right. Right. So there's this, so suddenly there's the sense of, Oh, in the past when children were allowed to do things or, you know, this sense of like, um, as though, yeah, indigenous cultures don't live in the present or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yes, anyway, but it's also a continuing of this idea somehow that, like, other cultures have the answer. So it's both of these things, yep. except kind of worse. Yeah. So anyhow. Um... <laughs> I edited a book one time back when I was still editing books where somebody made this claim about somehow, like, giving birth vaginally is better for the baby. Like, and then went on to talk about all of these, like, women giving birth in huts in Africa and how they were okay Wow. And, you know, except, and I, I think I wrote in the margin, like, very angrily, like, like except for the ones that aren't okay, who right. would probably, like, love to be in a hospital, like you had available, but, right. you know. Oh, God, also, yeah. And, yeah, you know, well, there's all these Africa charities. has actual cities and stuff, so. Yeah, they have hospitals. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not, but yes. I mean, but it's the same yeah. as the U.S., right? The, there's hospitals with money, and then there are places where they do not have that money. Yeah. Which is also the same here. Um, but yeah, I mean, there are all sorts of charities that bank on the idea of um, women who don't have access to certain types of medical care giving birth, like all of the terrible things that can happen to you. Mm-hmm. Right? From like, um, yeah, anyway, tearing all yeah. sorts of things and, yes. <laughs> you know, lots of things that may need yes. to be repaired. Yes, exactly. So, Without um, going into too graphic of detail. Right. Yeah. But yeah, so anyway, so um, there is this whole weird, right, simultaneous uh, monetizing of, of course, as there always has been, right, and pathologizing mm-hmm. of women in childbirth. Um, but that today there's this weird thing where on the one hand, we're supposed to believe like in the modern world, we care like nobody ever did before. But on the other hand, um, in the past, children we're free and did things and now we you know are clearly ruining them in so many ways Mm. Um, and of course for generations people have been saying the exact same thing i mean people have been saying this for thousands of years which is one of the funny things you can go back thousands of years and find people saying things like in my day children you know played outside and now they don't or whatever i mean (laughs) yes today's children are too obsessed with reading yes they're never out in the fresh air yes Exactly, right? Or, you know, today's children play games and whatever instead of, like, 
going swimming or today's children are scared to go swimming because yes. this and that and you know it used to be that they would fall through the ice and nobody would care and that was good <laughs> for them <laughs> you know whatever anyway yes. um so there yeah there's this constant sense of that of course right you know children used to ride horses and now they're scared to fall off and whatever um so yeah, I mean, the, so the basic point of, right, this has sort of always been this conversation. People have always had these conversations. Ideas of child rearing have always had all of these issues. Um, and so looking back at the Middle Ages, a lot of the stuff is the same, right? You want your kids to, like, have the sort of idyllic childhood that you remember. If you did not have an idyllic childhood, you want your kids to have the idyllic childhood you wished you had when you were a kid. Um, and that tends to mean certain types of toys, certain types of games, certain types of activities made available to them that you want them to have, and you want them to have time to play them. Um, and this has sort of always been true, right? Um, so, yeah, so we've talked a few times about that, but that sort of idea, right? So we discuss childbirth itself, we discuss sort of the rearing and the weaning and the clothes and the toys, Um Yes, and now we're finally on to what did children do before there were video games? <laughs> Honestly, many of the same things that they still do today. I mean, these are all games that kids still play today at recess and stuff, or mm -hmm. many of them are. Um, some of them, of course, the uh, materials with which they play have been changed, <laughs> we will discuss. Uh, but the games, in many cases, stayed the same. So um, a lot of this we're going to sort of take as our basis here, um, the painting by Peter Bruegel the Elder, Children's Games, from around 1560. Um, it's in Vienna at the Kunsthistorisches Museum. Um, and it will be in the notes. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And Wikipedia, hopefully, has it. You can enlarge it um, and look very carefully at each square section of this painting. There is so much going on. Um, and one of the, the main things about the painting is that you have sort of this um, open, these open sort of streets and areas where you have just kids playing up to like 80 games or toys or stuff like this, right? Going on here. Um, and then there are select buildings um, sort of upstage in the painting, right? In the back and then um, on the left. And these are buildings that clearly have to do sort of with adult activities, um, and the point seems to be essentially that Bruegel is saying that children's games are just as important sort of to God and society as quote unquote important adult things, right? Um, so what kids, right? So the idea of children's games, not to look down on them, right? They are important. They teach society. They teach interactions. They teach all these things, but also kind of that in the eyes of God, everyone is basically children playing games <laughs> right these sort of this is what people are um so don't look down on kids for you know playing games um all right so just to start out some of the toys that we have in here um we have children playing with dolls which we talked about some last time right um we also have um one of the things, other things we've talked about in the past is that toys could be sort of children's versions of adult things. So, like, little kitchen stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, and this one, he has, like, a little sort of altar set up, like, through the window of one of the buildings. Um, and it's a little unclear, is it, like, a little devotional altar for kids? Um, 
to sort of learn, you know, what you do in church. Um, it's one of those things where there is a sort of line between, it's like, is it a game? It's not exactly a game, but it, the fact that it's in this painting does suggest that it's sort of for kids to learn, right, what mm -hmm. you do in church. So they might be sort of pretending to pray or to kneel or, you know, they're sort of learning what happens when you go and what are certain things for at mass, you know? Yeah. Um, Anyway, so one of those, the reminder of sort of the way kids, of course, sort of um, reenact what adults do. <laughs> they might not know the liturgy, but you kind of pretend to chant along. Um, anyone who grew up as a kid with religious services in a different language probably remembers this very well, sort of slowly going and, you know, and eventually learning things oh, yeah. phonetically. And sometimes, and then eventually, maybe when you learn the language, realizing that some of the things you said phonetically were not actually <laughs> correct. <laughs> right? Yes. Um, I have a very clear memory of, like, everybody would talk together all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. And I didn't understand what was causing that, but I thought it was really neat. Yes. And I kept, like, I think I was poking my dad and being like, make it happen again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do the thing. And then everyone yes. will do it. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, so anyway, so this seems to be a sort of suggestion that ki of kids doing that kind of thing. Exactly. Right. Um, so religious service. Um, yeah, sort of playing at that. Um, all right. Then this is all in the same area. We're sort of traveling. Wikipedia travels across the painting. So you can look and we're sort of going to do that a little bit as well. Um, so then we have a kid poking his head out a window uh, with apparently a sort of water gun um, and shooting oh. water at a bird who's perched on a perch. Um, so the bird might be a pet, <laughs> the kid poking his head out the window and shooting water at it, of course. Um, all right. And then we have indoors also still in the same building. Uh, we have a kid on a swing who seems to be swung, you know, is being pushed up potentially by another kid who's kind of low oh. down. Yeah. I see that guy. Yeah. And, um, if you zoom out on the painting, you can tell that this kid, seems like a girl, um, is on the swing. Um, and you imagine, you know, like today you might have in your house one of those, um, like, bouncing baby things? What are they called? Oh, yeah. A jolly jumper or something? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Um, so, because, you know, it's hard to actually rig up a swing in your house today, but now we have these sort of artificial equivalents where a kid can jump up and down and kind of feel like that, but yeah. just in a contraption... Um, but in this case, yeah, this seems to be attached to the ceiling and she's swinging. Um, and we should point out that it looks like a rigid swing. So the kind you might, today you would be more likely to get in like a circus class. Mm -hmm. Right? So not a rope with a seat on it, but like a rigid two oh, okay. poles with a wooden seat. Okay. Um, so it's, she can't, um, it can't like crumple, you know, <laughs> like how you, you can sort of jump up and down, pull on the ropes and it'll kind of crumple and tip you off. Um, oh, yeah. Where that, that is less possible in, in a rigid swing. Yeah. Anyway, um, so then also in here we have masks. Um, and this is a funny one because there's like what seems to be sort of a baby poking his head over the windowsill or her head um, who it's hard to tell if, the, if they have a mask on or not. Their face looks like they have a mask, like the bigger mask that an older kid is holding up right next to them. Um, but the fact it's sort of ambiguous if the baby has a mask or not is clearly yeah. kind of Bruegel making a commentary about <laughs> playing. Babies you know. have weird faces anyway. Yes. 
Like they they stay they spend a lot of time kind of looking smushed. Yes. And like when they look like Winston Churchill, so. Right. Um, and here, yeah, it's definitely sort of comment on that, right? The yeah, Winston Churchill hadn't been invented yet, so they everybody must have had somebody else that they thought babies looked like. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's always been, you know, like the the local whoever, right? Yeah, the old mayor or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the you know, but it's of course it's a comment on disguise and kids in disguises and you know. Um, but yeah, masking, of course, has always been fun. So this kid has a mask, like a very real mask that they're holding up. Um, all right. And then we get playing on stuff. So we have kids climbing on the fences, um, which, of course, is, you know, popular. And there are a variety of fence climbing games going on. Some are clearly climbing. There's one where kids seem to be riding the fence kind of like a horse together as a group. It's hard, you know, some sort of game is going on. Um and then in the enclosure, you know, the fenced-in enclosure, um, we've got a kid doing a handstand, which is fun. Um, and you can tell, you know, handstands look the same everywhere. So <laughs> um, they're yeah. balanced very well, like, you know. Um, there's a kid doing sort of contortions. Um, so, you know, where you fold yourself up into different positions. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a kid doing somersaults. Yep. And then we have, we start to have games... You know, we said before, like, the sort of um, mock games, right? Um, So there's a sort of mock wedding going on. Um, And this was a kind of common, you know, kids perform all sorts of mock ceremonies. I mean, this was Mm -hmm. a very sort of common thing. Um, So obviously mock weddings are sort of popular. Um, Further down, we have a sort of potential um, mock baptism, um, where we have a sort of procession and the adult in front is sort of carrying a doll pretty clearly wrapped up like it's the kid. Um, and we have the, presumably sort of, um, we have the woman and then a husband in a, in blue hoods. Um, and apparently there's another Bruegel painting called, um, Netherlandish Proverbs that he was originally going to maybe title, I think the blue hood, something like this. Mm-hmm. And, um, or the blue cloak, maybe. And, um, the idea was there was this sort of proverb of like cloaking a husband or hooding him, hooding a husband, um, that was, that meant to cuckold him. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So this is a sort of mock baptism, but also, you know, and it's a procession. So everyone sort of is wearing hoods or wearing blankets over their heads, you know, like covering your head in church in this procession, but there's also this weird reference to the idea of, you know, the husband can't know if the kid is his. Mm. Presumably, you know, are the kids, this is a sort of fun question. Um, we've talked a lot about Nicholas Orm in his book on medieval children, um, which is called just that <laughs> medieval children. Yeah. Um, and he has a fun section where he sort of talks about the extent to which then as now, um, there was a kind of debate about what kids should know at what ages um, about, you know, things like sex and being cuckolded and all that stuff. Uh, yes. But of course, kids tend to find out about all these things much sooner than adults necessarily like realize they do. <laughs> yes. Um, so this is a moment in this game where a viewer could imagine that the kids are doing this just because they've heard adults talk about it. But on the other hand, the kids might very well be doing this because they they get the joke, basically. Mm-hmm. 
right? That in this procession that the husband might have this hood because you don't know if the kid is really his or not. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, but that is painted in as part of the procession here. Um, all right. So that's, that's another one of the sort of mock, mock things. For more games, so to speak, um, we have the sort of running the gauntlet where their kids sort of lined up in two rows ready to kick and a kid runs through, you know, and gets kicked basically. And if you make it through, you know, without (laughs) going down, then, you know, it's a very Klingon sort of (laughs) type of game here. Um, But these are, you know, among the things that kids like to do is beat each other, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, So yeah, so running the gauntlet. Um, And then we have Blind Man's Bluff, which of course, where someone's blindfolded and then you have to tag other people. Um, So we get, you know, that's an ongoing game for sure. Um, Dickens mentions it in A Christmas Carol. So old, old and ongoing game. Um, All right, then we have kids just playing with animals. So like there's a kid who has a bird. I mean, pets, of course, are real old. We did an animals episode. That's, you know, of course. <laughs> um, in the same one, we have a what looks kind of like a brick on a leash. And presumably that's a sort of toy as well. Um, the idea of having kind of an imaginary fake pet on a leash. Oh, what was that <laughs> thing they had in the 70s? Pet rock? Pet rocks, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, which, of course, was a kind of silly joke that made a lot of money. Yeah, it's um, an older joke than we knew. Yes. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> right. Although also on some level, like, you know, kids, you have what you have, right? Right. Um, so, and, you know, potentially you could carve your brick into something if you wanted, but also you could just pretend it's your pet. Yeah. Sure. Um, all right. Then we have kids weaving, like, hats and stuff out of twigs, um, which we sort of mentioned last time, right? That uh, The idea that twigs are something that you... Sticks, right? Sticks until you yeah. play with them. You make stuff. You make houses. You make stuff. Here here they have hats. They're wearing hats made of twigs. Um, and then there's a kid blowing a, what seems to be like a soap bubble, essentially. Um, which is worth mentioning that soap has been around for thousands of years, if you're wondering. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, they're different kinds. But basically, it just takes some sort of fat or oil, animal or vegetable, with like a type of salt. Um, yeah, you get bubbles. Usually lye, right? Mm-hmm. There's what you get from ashes. Yeah, and... Oh, that's what I just read, that the word alkali comes from the Arabic word for ashes, which is, like, al-kali. That makes a lot of sense. I'm probably mispronouncing that, but... Yeah. Yes. Um, Yeah, because alkali salts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And the funny thing, of course, that basically... um, So, Antwerp is one of the places, you know, they made good soap. Um, Because that becomes sort of an issue of soaps um they don't have to be like ashes are definitely one of the you know easily obtained ingredients mm-hmm. um but it is possible to make them pick make gentler or milder soaps out of stuff and certainly by the time you sort of hit Bruegel in the 1500s and stuff we we have that um yeah so yes you can so there are milder soaps as well um but yeah, so soap bubbles, of course. Blowing bubbles has always been a favorite pastime. Yeah. And here we have that, yeah. And of course, pipes are super... I mean, pipes are thousands of years old, so um, that part is not the problem. Yeah, and it's blowing a soap bubble out of a pipe. Um, cool. What's that kid next to him who has... It looks like some sort of 
tiny helicopter sticking out of a skull. Yes. So this is a kind of, yeah, it looks kind of like a triple windmill sort of thing. Oh, um, windmill. But, yes. Yes. But they're all horizontal. So they aren't like today pinwheels, um, you hold them up perpendicular. Right. right. And they go around. Um, like this windmill. is horizontal. So this is like flat. And there are three mm-hmm. of them stacked. Um, yes. And they're coming out of a shell. Like okay. a walnut or something of that kind, you know. Um, yeah. And you, that was exactly the point. You made sort of little windmills. Um, and so this kid has made one out of presumably a shell and some sticks and some other stuff. Hmm. Um, yep. And that's the equivalent of, yeah, the sort of pinwheel today, except you could make a variety of them and you could stack yeah. them. And this one has been stacked. Yeah, it's a sort of triple, triple windmill. Um, yep. And it, right in front of that kid, <laughs> we have a kid holding up um, what looks like essentially a dreidel. It's a four-sided wooden top with a long handle. So much okay. longer handle than a maybe a modern dreidel would have. But this is the same type of toy that a dreidel is. Um, one of the other words for it, dreidel, of course, is sort of specific, of course, uh, if you're Jewish, um, but a teetotum. Oh, okay. Um, yes. And it's basically, it's a top. Um, originally, you know, like a dreidel, it would sort of have four sides, but it actually could have a lot of sides. This one also has four sides. <laughs> But it was a top basically with four or more sides, um, and you would spin it, and then it would land on – each side was marked, right? And you'd sort of bet or whatever, depending on which side it would land on, and then you'd win or not. Um, and, yeah, there's some, you know, eventually that have – that are almost completely circular. They have so many sides. And, you know, you think of modern games like Roulette. Oh, yeah. Which, of course, is just a flat wheel with I don't know even how many – numbers is actually on a roulette wheel but lots and lots and lots and lots um <laughs> like maybe 31 this feels like the sort of thing that comes up in pub trivia it does and then you um, go well there, no it must be 32 because there's a double zero and a zero what are the numbers on a roulette wheel um zero to 36 ah so there's hmm. yeah so um basically you know that's way more but in this case you know similar idea right but you have but it's actually a top it's not a wheel it's a top and you spin it and then which side it lands on you know you win or you lose um yeah so this so this kid is holding up a teetotum um and a a four-sided one looks like um and then we have kids playing what's sort of known as knuckle bones but wouldn't actually have to be you know, it's more usually like ankle bones or wrist bones or something. Oh, is that what those are? Yes. I thought they, they do look like uh, like soup bones or something. Yes. <laughs> um, but essentially, this is kind of like jacks. Oh. Right? So, Interesting. Because knuckle bones could be used for all sorts of things. I mean, they could be used as dice. They could be used as... And again, knuckle bones doesn't literally mean knuckles necessarily. <laughs> it means yeah. more like the wrist or the ankles, depending on how you view probably four-legged animals like sheep. But um, essentially the point is they, you know, because they sort of have sides, you can throw them, they could be used as dice, they could be used as all sorts of things. But this game that we see here is probably more like jacks because you can tell they're mm-hmm. like throwing them. One of the kids is throwing one up, 
Right. And so that's sort of like jacks, right? You throw the ball up and then you try and collect a certain number of jacks one at a time or two at a time or something like that. Yes. So that's what's sort of going on here. Um, and you can tell because, you know, one is being thrown up and then presumably you have to collect a certain yeah. number and then catch it. And they're, they both have like a little, like one of them is holding them in her skirt and the mm-hmm. other one has a little basket of the ones she's already collected. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that's the, yeah, the sort of modern equivalent would be something more like Jax. And that's a good example, as I said, of games that are still around, but the materials have changed. So now we sort of use the metal jacks instead of bones. Um, yes. I mean, bones, it, it has a very iconic look to it. Um, it really does. And yet, yeah. I feel like as a parent, other parents would be a little bit skeptical if they caught you teaching your children to play games with bones. I don't know. Probably. Some of them would think it's cool. Yeah, and also you got to think of, like, dice. Today, of course, they're generally plastic, but obviously their shape, very clearly, they're originally bones that were worn down, and obviously dice could be ivory. So, you know, I think it also sort of depends on what you call it, Mm -hmm. right? If you're like, this is my antique set of whatever, where the dice are made of ivory, or the the dice are made of, you know, um, some type of bone, like... People are like, ooh, that is an old classic thing, right? Yeah. As opposed to, look, I went to my butcher and they gave me some sheep bones <laughs> to play, you know? like So there's also yes. just the sense of somehow context, people will look at it differently, right? Not because it is any different, but just Spin. that's how we've sort of been, yeah, um, <laughs> programmed to think, you know? Oh, yes, an old, an old set where things are carved out of bone. Ooh. Very nice. Antique. Mm. You know, modern bone that was... What? No! Yeah. So there, there's this weird disconnect. Um, but yeah, so knuckle bones. Um, and then we have a game um, that has been known as Mora, which I think is sort of what it's still known as in Italy today. Um, I think in the US we're more likely to play something like rock, paper, scissors. But basically this is a hand game. So you have these two kids... Um, and what you would do is you would sort of, again, you would count to a certain thing, like one, two, three or something, right? And then everybody in the group, there are only two people in the painting, but uh, puts out a specific number of fingers. And at this moment that you put out your fingers, you yell a number. Okay. And then the person who guesses the number that's closest to all of the fingers that are, you know, put into the circle. <laughs> oh, like the total. Wins. Yeah. So if you're like one, two, and then on three, like you go, then I might be like, one, two, eleven, right? And I'll put out, like, three fingers. And you'll put oh, out four okay. fingers. And um, if there's a third person, they'll put out, like, two fingers. And then that would be nine, right? And yeah. so I'd only be two away, but if somebody else gets nine, then... They would be closer. They would win. <laughs> I would lose, yes. Uh, but, it, like, if someone else guessed seven, I guess we'd be tied, maybe. I don't know. I'm sure there's a, a rule that, like, if you're higher or lower you win, right? Like, the person mm-hmm. who's the same amount but lower wins or something. Um, different rules depending, of course, on where you are. But, you know, it's been around for thousands of years. But that type of hand game, right? So, yeah, rock, paper, scissors, of course, the one we're more used to today. But, um, yeah, that idea of sort of hand, hand games of that of that type. Um, and that you would use, you could, of course, just that, that itself could be a game. It could also be used as a tiebreaker or to choose teams or something. 
as we know, right? That's how rock, paper, scissors is used. Um, all right, so there's that. Um, then we have a kid um, ready to smash something open. Um, so, you know, today we tend to call this like a pinata, but, you know, he has like a big stick. Um, and there's a kid tapping essentially a sort of pot that has presumably stuff in it. And the kid oh, has yeah. to break open the, the container. It looks like to he's, get he's got his hat pulled down in front of his eyes. Yes, as a blindfold. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, of course, the same, right? You have to be blindfolded. Um, but yeah, he's got his hat over his face <laughs> to serve as a blindfold, um, which is perfectly reasonable. Yeah. Um, and then next to them, th- this is, of course, the fun thing about this, because a lot of these games could get dangerous if the kid, like, whips his stick <laughs> a little too hard. He's going to hit the kid right behind him who's on stilts. Little short stilts. This kid is practicing stilts. So a younger kid. And right behind that kid, we have a an older kid on very tall stilts. Um, Fun. Yes. <laughs> so stilts have been around forever. Or, I mean, for a very long time. Um, but we have also the, the sort of age difference, right? So the younger kid on very short stilts, um, and then the older kid on very tall stilts. Yeah. Um, which is quite fun. Yes. <laughs> um, yay, stilts. All right. Um, then we have some sort of more games that we're probably used to, like Leapfrog, where, of course, you vault over, you know, people stoop over and you vault over their backs and you stoop over and they vault over you and so on and so forth. Yes. Um, yeah, so Leapfrog. Um, and then we have um, two kids who have linked their arms, basically. Um, and there's a kid sitting on their arms. In, you know, so um, I've moved all the way back down to the bottom yeah. of the painting again. Um, yeah. And, you know, this is something older kids might do with younger kids, or, of course, that parents do all the time, where you sort of link and make kind of a seat or a swing, and you, like, you know, lift the kid up and propel them along um, so that they're sitting on your linked arms kind of like it's a swing. Yeah. So that's another thing going on. Um, and then we have um, a sort of mock tournament probably, like a mock sort of jousting, where this is right above the older kids with the younger kids linked on the sort of swing arm, um, and also by the, you know, rock, paper, scissors kids. Oh, yeah. Um, we have the sort of, yeah, tournament or mock jousting kind of, where you have <laughs> kids riding on the backs of other kids, like their horses, and those kids are hanging on to the kids in front of them, and the kids who are sort of supposedly riding on the horse... Um, have a sort of um, are hanging on to kind of a rope or uh, like something tied between them, yeah. yeah. Um, and they're fighting it out, you know. It's basically whoever can keep hold of it and not fall off <laughs> wins, right? So they're not actually stabbing each other with sticks, um, but it is a type, sort of mock jousting type of thing, type of situation. Yeah. Um, yay! And then we have speaking of horse riding, so those kids are on the backs of other kids, but we have, of course, um, an actual hobby horse as well. Um, so we have a kid on a hobby horse. Um, yeah, he's got a little switch to, or um riding yes. crop. It's like a stick yes. to be a riding crop. Yeah. 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 So a sort of riding crop. Um, <laughs> and then, and of course, a, a hobby horse is 
in this case, it's um, a sort of simple toy, right? So it's a stick, basically, like mm-hmm. a broomstick or something, with the head of a horse. Um, so a sort of toy made of leather head. Um, but there are some versions of this, potentially even for adults, like for plays or for pageants, where a hobby horse could be really fancy. Um where it might be a thing like an adult would really wear like a so then you'd be sort of in this like big skirt that would look like mm-hmm. the sort of drapings of a war horse um and then you would have the sort of horse's head out in front um hmm. so they could be much fancier <laughs> this is sort of the one that we're all kind of used to down here at the very bottom of the painting um where it's just a stick with the toy head and the kid yeah has a stick as a kind of riding crap um all right, and right next to that kid, we have one of the best moments in this painting, which is essentially a kid playing with what I think we would call today a cow pie. Yeah, that's certainly what it looks like. Yes, um, which is to say a pile of poo left by yeah. an animal of some size. She's just poking it with a stick, yep. looks like. And, you know, I mean, time-honored tradition, I would say. Really? <laughs> cow pies are probably better known in the Midwest than they're in some other places in the U.S., but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you know, hey. So, yes, time-honored tradition. Um, and right behind her, <laughs> the cow pie girl, <laughs> um, we have a girl who is, um, who has a flute and a drum. So she's, you know, musical instruments obviously are always a thing, um, and she's her own sort of little one-person band there with her flute and her drum. Yeah. Yep. And then we have um, two versions of hoop rolling. Um, where you have a hoop and you sort of roll it with a stick, um, which is what hoops, you know, eventually you get hula hoops. Um, but this is right. before necessarily kids realized that you could <laughs> play with them in that way. Um, and it's worth notice, of course, um, Native American dancers also have hoop dancing. Yeah. Um, which is, I imagine, where white people got hula hoops from, although I'm not entirely sure. Um but anyway, so in this case, you have a hoop and you roll it with a stick, right? And you just push it and it goes rolling and you follow it. Um, and we have two variations on that. Um, so one of them is just a plain hoop and one of them is a hoop with bells. Oh, okay. <laughs> which is a sort of, you know, fun, <laughs> fun and exciting. Yeah. But yeah, so hoops, again, right? Hoops, of course, are <laughs> however old. I mean, really old, obviously. I feel like there's a toy mentioned in a scene in Gilgamesh that might have been some sort of hoop and stick game. Probably, yeah. I mean, hoops and sticks are are really old. Yeah. Like, really, really old. Um, It's like the episode where it, like, falls down into the underworld and then Enkidu has to go get it or something. Yes. Yeah. Hoops and balls and sticks are all really, really old. Yeah. Sort of obviously, but, um, yeah. And so that sense of, um, yeah, here just rolling it, but of course, um, in Europe, rolling it did tend to be the thing. (laughs) Um, there was a lot of rolling things. There was less hitting things. Um, interestingly. So, like, we're going to talk about a lot of games with balls where balls were rolled, but not a lot where balls were hit with sticks. That tends to come out a little bit later. Um, although there are certain things like croquet and earlier versions of that that 
start around this time, or even a little bit earlier, uh, but are not necessarily in this painting, actually. Um, so those come out a little bit later. Um, but like I said, there were definitely groups, um, indigenous groups in the Americas, for example, where who did use hoops, not just to roll them. <laughs> um, so it is a sort of old art form. Um, but yeah, it's not always, not always immediately clear, like <laughs> where certain things started, of course, um, or how long certain things have been around. Um, yeah, but let's see. Hmm. Oh yes. The barrel. All right. Let's, so speaking of hoops, <laughs> um, behind the hoops, which were probably, you know, you could build your own hoop out of sticks. Um, but obviously you could get them off of a barrel. Um, and we've got two barrels right behind these two hoop rollers. And um, one of the barrels, there's a kid who is um, essentially yelling into the barrel, right? Because you'd get this echo. Oh, okay. Um, so that was a kind of game, right? Where you would play around with the sort of the echo in the barrel. Um, and then you have two kids, of course, riding a barrel, which was its own game obviously because it would roll right so you had to kind of to ride it you had to oh okay you could either you either tried to just stay on it and keep it from rolling or you tried to stand it while it was rolling right so (laughs) um so there is a lot of like rolling types of games um and we also have um speaking as i said of like their games there are a lot of games like throwing things but less of like hitting them. So there's a game sort of behind all this where you have kids throwing hats, throwing their hats um, through the legs of another kid, right? So it'd be like throwing your hats through a wicket, but there's a kid who's standing there with their legs a little bit apart kind of as the wicket, you know, and you throw your hats through um, and you see who can like get them the furthest or closest to a certain mark, right? Um, And then we have some other sort of random things. We have a kid with um, a big I'm going to say a gingerbread man, but he's not gingerbread. <laughs> he's probably more like a raisin bread. Um, or there are certain types of sort of Dutch sweet bread that are... Um, but it's this loaf of bread that's shaped kind of like a person. Um, and is a kind of toy that would be given to kids. I mean, not exactly a toy. I mean, it's a food treat. It's a treat mm-hmm. that's given to kids, you know, like Christmas or stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so this kid... And this kid is a small kid, so the bread is about as big as they are. <laughs> Um, and so this is their, you know, so it's kind of, it's both a treat and a doll, right? It kind of doubles. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have some kids swinging another kid, um, like holding them by the arms and legs and swinging a kid and kind of, um, maybe bouncing him off of a bench. Yeah, he looks sort of me- not a, not a hundred percent happy. <laughs> yes. Um, it's not clear that this is a game in which one is a willing participant, um, none of these are necessarily cruel or anything, but that, you know, it's your turn to mm-hmm. have to go through this so you can have the fun of other people <laughs> yes. doing this, you know, or you getting to do this to other people. Um, yeah, so that's another one. All right. And then we have, so another group of toys that we still have today, but made out of different materials. Um, next to the hoop rollers, we have a kid and also the barrel rollers. Um, we have a kid blowing up. What today would be a balloon, but definitely is not a balloon. <laughs> it is oh. a balloon, but it is a part of an animal's anatomy. 
So that's like, something else that comes from sheep or something? Yes, it is presumably like a bladder. Ah, maybe a stomach. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you blow it up. I mean, like a balloon. This is where sure. balloons come from. But, um, yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, um, this is before we had latex or whatever. Is this also where bagpipes come from? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> um, those today, of course, <laughs> ah, that's interesting. Because today, as with most musical instruments, right, there are definitely ones still made today that are made out of more natural materials and ones that are made out of less natural materials. Right? Hmm. Which is to say, the same way, you know, Baroque violinists or whatever, um, do use, yeah. like, organic strings. <laughs> um, whereas other violinists might not, might use synthetic. Yeah. But mm-hmm. yes, so, yeah, musical instruments today, there are ones that are synthetic and ones that are potentially not synthetic, depending, because, of course... Sometimes the traditional sound is what we're after. Um, but yeah, this is, of course, a time when you couldn't choose because there balloons, there weren't synthetic balloons. So, yes. But, you right. know, it's always fun to blow something up and have, you know, something that is like a balloon. So there we go. Um, so, yes, mm-hmm. it is not a balloon, but it is basically a balloon. <laughs> um, all right. And then we have a group of kids um, sort of behind this where we have... Again, kind of a game of, I guess we would call it horsey? I don't know. Um, where we have a couple kids bent over the horse, and some kids get on top of them, and then potentially more kids will get on top of them. Um, and, you know, you see how far you can get before everyone falls <laughs> falls over. <laughs> um, and yes. by them, we have a really interesting moment. Um, we have the red brick on the other side that is tied with the leash. Um, on this side, so the far sort of down right corner, um, we have a kid with a red brick who's scraping off pieces of it and looks like weighing them and sort of playing with them. And this is a ki- yeah, this is a kid oh, yeah. who seems to be mimicking um, what making a red pigment. This was apparently a red pigment that um, the Netherlands were really known for. Um, and you got it by like scraping down these red bricks and making them into red pigment. Um, She's got like a little cone of paper or something it yeah. looks like yeah she has like a little funnel to put the scrapings mm-hmm. into she has like a little yeah. funnel and little weights <laughs> um yeah and so um yeah so this is the sort of famous especially from antwerp um and of course here we have bruegel who is netherlandish of course painting painting this painting uh with this kid who's kind of yeah like playing painter or something down in the bottom or pigment maker yeah, scraping, scraping the brick. <laughs> um, so that's a sort of fun, fun moment. Um, and up above, just above her, we actually we see a sort of pile of these bricks that kids have been using, presumably to like build a fort or something like that, um, mm-hmm. or you know, a castle or whatever it is they're building. Um, forts and castles, both of course, thousands of years old. This is what you do, um, and this is clearly where the various bricks have come from that other kids are playing with. Um, are from that pile that is slightly dismantled, but was clearly being built into something. Yeah. Um, and in front of that, we have kids playing, um, Mumblety Peg, <laughs> which is, um, what, is that what that is? Yes. And I feel like that's the sort of thing that comes up in like Winnie the Pooh yes. or something. So this is where you have a knife. It's nowadays, of course, pocket knives, but back in the day, you know, a small knife that you would have, 
be allowed to have if you're a kid. Mm -hmm. And you throw it, um, you know, sort of, so it sticks into the dirt. Um, and then the other person has to pull it out with their teeth. And then whoever gets it the most stuck, basically, is oh considered the winner. And the loser has to pull it out with their teeth. That is not at all what I had figured it was about based on the name of the game. Yes. Um, <laughs> okay. One of those weird, yeah, you know. Um, there, of course, are varieties of this. And there are versions that are more or less dangerous. Because um, they're ones where, like, you throw it between someone's legs or stuff like that. Um, which are, of course, the more dangerous ones. <laughs> I feel like uh, Terry Pratchett might refer to this with the game he calls Cripple Mr. Onion. Ooh, maybe. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, I would say, I mean, a lot of these things, I think we know the names in the U.S., but haven't necessarily been played here in quite some time. Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, it's like things things that you would see in books. Yes. That... You just sort of go, okay, it's some sort of game. Right. And just sort of gloss over it. But Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we have two guys doing that, sort of in front of the fort that had been being built or whatever. Um, and then behind them, we have what might just be a fight or a sort of game of keep away or something like that. There's a sort of kid in the middle who seems to be getting his hair pulled or something like this. Um, you know, so it could be a sort of game of keep away or, you know, where... He's look, trying to get something in there, like... Oh, yeah. Um, or it could be sort of a just a fight that he's got in the middle or something. Um, and right up above that, we have a kid lying on a sort of log type of thing, um, trying to catch presumably butterflies um, or insects of some kind, moths, which, of course, is a thing <laughs> that kids have done. Um, we had to do a, an insect collection in high school, so... Um, and then we have another one of those weird games um, where there's a kid sort of in the middle with a pole that has like a sort of weighted bag hanging off of it. And other kids are kind of running away and some kids behind are trying to sneak up. Um, it's a little unclear, but it looks like this is a kind of game where the kid holding this pole, who is also blindfolded, probably sort of swings it <laughs> um, oh. and you get out of the way. Right, but then someone has to, like, capture it. Ah. That would explain that one kid who's, like, lying on the ground. Yes, that kid probably got whacked with it. <laughs> so Maybe didn't, yeah, he didn't get out of the way quite yes. fast enough. So this is, um, you know, and the kid isn't trying necessarily to hit people because you are blindfolded, but you're trying to keep it away from... So again, this would be another type of sort of keep away. You're trying to keep it away from people. But, um, yeah, you know, some of these games are not entirely safe <laughs> i guess we can yeah. say um yes if you get walloped um all right then we have marbles which i think we did talk about a little bit before another very very old game of course um yeah we have kids playing marbles yay um and then we have a game of sort of toss where um kids um basically you know someone throws a coin or something towards the wall and then other kids try and throw, and you want to get closer, but not touch the wall or something like that, right? There are sort of variations, but that okay. type of rule, right? Whoever is closest, but doesn't touch it, or whoever's closest to the original coin, but doesn't touch it, or, you know, that those sorts of rules. Um, so we get, and, you know, it could be coins, it could be, like, rocks or nuts or something like that. Um, and then we have a kid twirling a hat on a stick. <laughs> um for fun. 
Um, and then we get a sort of procession. It's unclear what they're doing exactly, but it's clearly a kind of another sort of mock game. Because it's these kids in procession. It looks kind of like a mock religious type of procession. They're holding sticks up in the air. And they have what appear like sort of song sheets or something on them. So are they mocking a sort of liturgical procession? It's a little unclear exactly what it is, but it's clearly something along those lines. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, we have a game that seems to be there's a kid in like a doorway or the gateway of the wall. Um, and the game is clearly something about, you know, keeping people out or people trying to get through, right? So pretending to sort of, you know, keep the gate, or mm-hmm. um, maybe it's a game where people have to try and slip by you, um, something along those lines. And then we have another sort of a guessing game um, where there's a group of people who all look like they're holding something, probably like a ball, um, and someone has to guess who has it, right? Um, all right, then we've got Piggyback, which, of course, another ancient... <laughs> Ancient tried and true yes. game, riding piggyback. Um, then we seem to have a group of maybe like carolers or something, because there's a group in front of a doorway, um, and that might be sort of what's going on, something like that, right? Singing door to door, that's a common thing. Um, in the very, very back, we have kids lighting a bonfire, which we have okay. definitely talked about as being a thing that people like to do. <laughs> Bonfires are great. Everybody loves the bonfire. Yeah. I mean, we would have done that when we were kids, except that we were prevented from using matches. Yes. <laughs> These it are was the- like, it was a near thing. Like, we were at one point caught with the matches. Oh, wow. And there was much um, unhappiness yes. from the adults in our lives. Yes. I'd imagine. <laughs> but, yeah. Later on, yep. we figured out how to use, like, a, a lens. Oh, yes. To catch dry leaves. Yeah. That is the famous thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. Yes, so here we have, right, um, the bonfire, um, and then we have a whole group of kids riding a broom. So this is a kind of variation on Hobby Horse, but where you have a lot of people riding. Um, and, you know, it's also a variation on, like, sort of horsey games and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, today, of course, it's tempting to look at that and be like, Quidditch! <laughs> but, yeah, yes. who is to say? Um, all right, and then you have kids, like, sort of exercising against a wall, like, pushing on the wall and, you know, maybe doing push-ups on the wall or various stuff like that. Um, you know, you can do handstands on a wall, these types of things. Uh, we have hide-and-seek, which, of course, is very common. Uh, we have a, what we would probably call a dance line, right? Um, it does look like a conga line or something. Yep. Yeah. Um, they have, of course, had different names for it, um, but that's exactly what it is, right? You dance through the street, everyone's hanging on, and, you know, you call it, like, a snake or something. Um, okay. Yeah, and... Yeah, you're just dancing through this and hanging on, and everyone goes along. Yep. Um, then we have wrestling. A couple, a couple of kids wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have another game. This is sort of an interesting one, where um, there's a kid on a chair who sort of has a thing tied to him. And what seems to be is, like, um, they try to, like, tie him to the chair while he tries to stay free. So, like, they run around and tie him to the chair... And he tries not to let them tie him to the chair. Um, it's a little bit of a variation on, like, um, you know, uh, musical chairs. Because there's only mm-hmm. one chair to begin with. <laughs> so it's uh-huh. more like trying to not get tied to the chair while everyone tries to go around and tie it to the chair. Um, yeah, so we have that. Um, and then we have a sort of race, a baton racing, essentially, or a sort of relay race, where you have kids with batons. You have to, like, trade them off as you run. Um, it's a little bit of variation because they both have one. So you have to kind of, like, trade them. Oh, okay. As you're running back yeah. and forth. 
Um, so it's more like trait tossing them or trading them. Um, and then we get sort of, you know, um, just <laughs> like the sort of, you know, the wall, sort of wall exercise section where we have kids just like playing against a wall. We also have a kid running up a, like a coal cellar, presumably. I mean, it's a cellar door. Oh, yeah. And they're a little bit slanted, right? And you would run up them kind of the way people like try and run up a standing wall today and get to the mm-hmm. top and then pull themselves over. You know, here he's just running oh. up and trying to get, see how high he can hit the wall, right? Parkour. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, you just run up and you see how high you can hit the wall mm-hmm. above the cellar. But, of course, the cellar door is like those could open and you could fall straight through into the cellar and break your legs. So there's definitely a s- mm-hmm. bit of risk there, um, which is no doubt part of the fun. Um, all right. Then we have some things like we have bowling. Um, we have sort of bocce. A lot of these are sort of with nuts um, and stuff. Yes. Bowling, of course, you know, you either want to, you probably want to hit the targets in bowling. That's the point, you know, now you've knocked over the pins. Bocce, it's more about getting close, right? Mm -hmm. So there are a couple variations there. Um, Then you have some kids playing on a, um, this isn't a fence. It's more like a single pole, um, like the horizontal bar in gymnastics today. Is it like a... Some sort of hitching pole? Yeah, it's for a hitching post, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's a, so it's a single rail. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have kids doing tricks on them the same way, you know, kids do today on sort of single bars like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, where, you you know, you do the one where you, like, roll around front and then go roll around back and hang by your knees. and Yeah, so we have kids doing that. Um, we have a kid balancing a stick on their finger. You know, if you think about... Of course, balancing stuff. Yeah, or broom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And of course, that's sort of the point, right? To see how you can do it. Yes. Um, How long you can keep it up. Yeah. Um, Then on the stairs, um, and this is sort of, this is the church, basically, in the background here. Um, And on the stairs, we have a sort of group, a small group watching presumably a play. Um, We have a guy who's like jumped on someone someone's back a little bit and it looks kind of like they're watching it. okay um and then behind them we have some kids spinning tops which we sort of talked about last time um the sort of wooden kind where you like pull the string and away quick and it like spins the funny thing is like some of those kids are kind of dressed almost like they're they're all wearing like long robes and they look kind of like monks um mm-hmm. holding flagels or something yes yeah um and again, right, there's this sort of kind of, you have kids dressed in a wide variety of ways here, and some of them very much look like costumes, right? Kids mm-hmm. dressed to look like adults, kids, you know. Um, yeah. Which is, again, the sort of commentary, right, on kids, Bruegel's sort of commentary, right, on how kids both are and aren't young adults, but also how adults are still kind of children in the eyes of God, right? Or yeah. whoever, right? You know, so that, don't take yourselves too seriously, is... Presumably one of the points. Um, and then up above here in the windows, we have a kid who is getting baskets um, on a string, apparently, right? It's harder to see the string, but sort of along a pulley system is, is getting baskets and trying to pull one in the window. And there's another one coming along. Um, and then the window next to him, we have a smaller kid just with a big ribbon on a stick sort of playing with it out the window. Yeah. Also fun. Um, and then we have a kind of duck-duck-goose sort of game or something. Um, there's a group of kids under a blanket and you, like, choose one, um, and it, you know, 
It might be like, you know, I choose my husband or, you know, whatever. It's a sort of kid's game of choosing. Um, Then you just have a kid peeing, (laughs) which is fun. Um, Yeah. And is also a reminder of, like, um, in Brussels, um, there's the mannequin piss statue from, like, the 1600s. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Just a little kid peeing. Um, Yeah, you know, not exactly a game, but definitely a childhood activity. Just hanging out. Yes. Um, and they did, by the way, um, since the 80s, since the late 80s, there's been a um, Jenica Piss, so a, a little girl. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyway. Um, all right. And then we just have, we have some kids dancing. You can tell, like, their skirts are sort of out, so they're sort of, you know, twirling around in their skirts. Um, we have a kid climbing a tree. We have swimming, diving um, into sort of the river behind. We have a kid who seems to be swimming with a floaty device. That again would be another yeah. like balloon slash, you know, sheep bladder, bladder, yeah, sheep bladder that's been blown up. Um, yeah, they're swimming along with their little floaty device, um, and then we have what we would call presumably King of the Hill. There's a little hill, um, and you know the person, the person on top, and then the other player has to try and you know oh, yeah. take over the top of the hill <laughs> and become the king yeah. of the hill. Um, yeah, we used to play that in the schoolyard. Um, when they pushed all the snow up, you know, when they like the snow plows yes. would plow up all the snow. Absolutely. And people occasionally would come and, you know, yell at us for basically shoving each other around on top of this giant mountain of right. like snow. Oh, we, we absolutely did that, yeah. Moments away from falling and breaking our heads on the ice below, I'm sure. Yes. But I mean, you know, that is hey, I mean <laughs> It's, it's it is one of those things like you keep kids from hurting themselves, but also there are certain things kids are going to be doing. Yeah, I mean, this is how it is. Um, all right, so let's see. Um, final things. Oh yeah, so we have some kid playing just sort of in the sand or dirt of that hill, right? So building stuff out of mm-hmm. sand or dirt. Um, and then we have some kids with rattles which we have talked about before. Um, rattles, of course, are awesome and important and very, very old. <laughs> but Aristotle even was pro-rattle. Yeah. And then we have another sort of jousting tournament, in this case, where the kids are just, you know, themselves sort of going to run at each other. And they do have sticks this time, um, but they have kind of like little windmills on the end. So presumably you sort of slap them together, you to avoid stabbing each other. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but yeah, it is a kind of sort of jousting game. Yes. Um, yeah. And that is mostly the collection of things that we have in this painting, which is a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. Um, As someone who paints, I'm like, I'm blown away by the number of people and like the detail that he put into this and like mm-hmm. the idea of, Doing a painting like this, I don't know. I don't know how long it took him to paint it. I would take me like ten years. Yeah. Um. So, good job. Uh. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where it's kind of, um, you know, and we've sort of missed some things, maybe like, or some things could also be other things, like the, you know, the rattles could also just be sticks or something, or, um, you know, there is a kid with, um something, you know, I mean, that's sort of hard to tell. It's this kind of, like, weird 
um, looks like maybe part of the jousting tournament, or <laughs> maybe it's a different type of toy. Anyway, so there are sort of other things in here as well that just can be hard to figure out. So there's, you know, there's definitely even more going on in here um, than is necessarily, you know, clear, basically, today. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's a good rundown, though, <laughs> of most of the stuff that's going on. Um, but it, and it does, you know, we talked only a little bit about the clothes, but yeah, the sort of mm-hmm. sense of which some of the kids are dressed up to look like kind of adults, some aren't, we have a wide variety of sort of styles yeah. of clothing, uh, we have a variety of ages of kid, of course, a wide variety. Um, I think it's very interesting that most of the games, um, girls are depicted as playing alongside boys there don't seem to be, like, strong gender divisions. Yeah, um, for the most part, that's very so, true. Yeah. Yeah. And presumably, of course, that was true, and is frequently mm-hmm. true with kids, right, at a lot of ages. If you just have kids together playing, everyone will play together. Yeah. Um, and it's only sort of, you know, there are times when you get, like, sort of marked things, like no girls allowed or this and that, but, um, yeah. I mean, that sense of sort of gender roles comes and goes, for one thing, of course, over time. Mm -hmm. Um, But for another, you know, yeah, that sort of adults can have as much to do with that type of thing as as anything else, right? Like organized sports, for example, right? Which tends to be very, very gendered. Um, Although there's some attempts now in certain leagues to, like, not split kids up until they're older. Sure. Um, But that's, that's considered modern now, even though... Really, for most of history, like, there weren't organized sports leagues, so kids did play together, mm-hmm. as we see here. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Yeah. So, whew. anyway, so those are a lot of games, and of course, it does, we should point out, like, leave out certain things you wouldn't be playing outside, um, like board games. Yes. Um, so, that's sort of a whole... Um, sort of strategy board games, of course, which can be really old, like chess or Nine Men's Morris or stuff like that. Um, yeah. So that's a whole extra. Um, and, and we also don't see sports that take up more space. Um, so, like, tennis is invented in the early modern period. Um, sort of shuttlecock, right? Bad, um, badminton? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, of course, also the weather. It's nice out in this, so you don't th- see things like snowball matches. <laughs> right. And you also don't no real weapons, so no like bows and arrows, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so there, so, so there are some categories sort of m- missing, but but that's kind of the point, right? These are childhood games, right? Just kids out there having fun together. Yeah, yeah. So well, cool. Yay! I think we're gonna have to leave it there. <laughs> yep. This was this is a great painting. There's just so like the longer you look at it, the more there is to look at. So. Yes. Um, I encourage everybody listening to go check out the notes. Um, we'll put we'll put the the painting in the notes. We'll put you know some links mm-hmm. about all this stuff. And uh, yeah. So thanks to everybody for listening. Um, if you enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. I guess they're calling it now. Not it's not it's no longer iTunes. I don't know. Ah, yes. <laughs> this is what I've been doing wrong, as I was referring to it incorrectly. No. 
tell a friend about our podcast and you can check out our website at askmedievalist.com and leave us a question um, using our contact us form. We also have a Facebook page at, um, you can search on Facebook for Ask a Medievalist and you'll find it. And you can feel free to send us messages there as well. And we post um, all sorts of articles and links to our stuff. So uh, until next time, uh, keep uh, having fun, playing some, uh, play some Leapfrog, and keep it medieval. Ask a Medievalist is a production of This Can't Be That Hard Studios and is not endorsed, acknowledged, or condoned by Virginia Commonwealth University or any of its constituent departments. Our theme music is Veni Veni Venias from Carmina Burana by Carl Orff, performed by the MIT Concert Choir and licensed under a Creative Commons Attributional Non-Commercial License version 3.0. If you enjoyed our podcast, please rate us and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, why not tell a friend? For more on today's topic, including sources, annotations, and corrections, visit our website at www.askamedievalist.com. And if you have questions, feel free to drop us an email at questions at askamedievalist.com. Thank you.